to River Church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I want to be aware that Thanksgiving is this week. And I never thought of it until Pastor West. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do Sunday morning. I was with him this week. I said, I, I am just clueless. And he said, why don't you talk about Thanksgiving? And it's like a rock fell through the roof and hit me on the head. It's like, well, of course. That's wonderful. So I want to minister this morning on what I call, it's a chapter in my little book called Really Praise the Lord and Be Very Thankful. One of the keys to cooperating with heaven on earth is to really praise the Lord and be very thankful. So if you would turn in your Bible with me this morning to Psalm 136, excuse me. Psalm 136. Praise God. We're going to receive the Lord's table this morning. And so with that in mind, I want you to listen to the word, the scriptures this morning. And let's change the dynamic in our life. How many of y'all think that we have room for more in the kingdom, that we have not tapped out the whole kingdom? We're doing better than ever, but that as far as we've come, we've got that much or more to go as far as tapping out the word of God. It says in Psalm 136, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. Let's read all three verses together. Excuse me. Let's start right now. Ready? Read. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. For his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his mercy endureth forever. So the word there, the operating word is thanks. And mercy. The Lord likes to be praised. But as much as that is good for him and keeps us, it keeps us in our place. In Deuteronomy, it talks about in chapter eight. Um, don't say that my wealth and my strength have gotten me all this, but say it is the Lord that giveth the power to get wealth. It's a real caution there to give him praise and not take it. And we're all inspired sometimes to think, I did a good job, and we should make progress. But it's really important to give thanks. In, uh, in America, we're ju we just really focus on that one day, and as you know, like many holidays, a lot of times the real reason for the holiday is forgotten and just ignored. It's just a day off from work or, or whatever. Um, the word give thanks in this Old Testament it was so interesting to look it up. The word give thanks means to hold out the hand, to extend your arm. It means to worship with extended hands. I, I never knew that. I thought it was something else. But it's to hold out the hand, to not, not to receive like a beggar, but to hold out the hand. It's one of the highest forms of honor is to lift your hand or to extend your hand. And the Lord thinks so. And he said, that's the word for give thanks. Let me read to you two scriptures in the New Testament because we're going to change the way we give thanks. If you'll let me this morning minister this, I've got a word from heaven for us about upgrading our life in a seemingly innocuous and easy way, but how it's really going to make a difference. Uh, the Lord's been teaching me some things over the last few years about the way that I give thanks. And I've told y'all it's not anything that you should say isn't that great. But I'm real mindful of being thankful and writing it down on a card or a whatever and sending 
thanks to people. And it really ministers to them because when someone thanks me, it really goes deep. And I'm really moved by it, touched by it. And, uh, you know, we had Pastor Appreciation Day last month and it just really, really ministered to me. And I'm so grateful for your thanks. But 2 Timothy chapter 3, listen to, I'm just going to read it to you. It says in verse 1, In the last day perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of them own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Y'all think we're in the last days? Yes. Disobedient to parents, unthankful. Unthankful. Now look, listen to that. He put us into in the same unthankful in the same line as boasters, blasphemers, covetous, lovers of themselves. He put unthankful in there. Perhaps there's a different value to being unthankful than we've assigned it. Maybe we've been a little casual and a little cavalier about our gratitude knowing that we mean well and we are grateful, but it's just not convenient or it's not even necessary or it might not even be received as anything. In other words, it's something you do for a lot of trouble and nobody really cares. But I tell you, that's not the way it is because he said in the last days, perilous times will come. People will be unthankful. Wow. We know in Luke six thirty-five, the Lord Jesus, he said, but love your enemies and do good. And lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be children of the highest, for he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Wow, what a, what a designation to say, I'm kind to the evil, and by the way, I'm even so kind that I'm kind to the unthankful. Wow. We should never let ourselves be in that group. We should never be sliding or negligent to be one that is unthankful. It's powerful. And, you know, I'm always looking for things like you are. I'm looking for things that aren't that hard that will elevate my position, my, my life. You know, I know you could cross every sea and climb every mountain and walk on hot glass. But how, do, how about just being thankful? God said, I, I'll take the thank instead of the glass. Hallelujah. So um, I, I ran into something yesterday. I, I take a certain newspaper in Epic Times. It's very interesting, very conservative, very Godward. And, uh, and in it was an article. Let me see. And it said this. Woke universities, whatever that is, ask Americans, ask whether Americans should reconsider Thanksgiving as a day, not of thanks, but of mourning, M-O-U-R-N. The alumni associations of certain universities in Maryland, Florida, Washington State, Arkansas, Ohio, and California are participating. They call Thanksgiving a historical myth and that America must be re-educated to the fact of the often violent relationships and conflicts between the early settlers and the indigenous communities. 
Their truth is that coexistence was impossible and even repressive, necessitating an annual day of mourning by all that are now blessed. So these people, and there's, there's quite a few, you know, all these uh, faculties and, and alumni associations are saying that we've got our history wrong. And I can't say that they're not right. I'm not here to defend that Thanksgiving was the pilgrims and, and the Indians and it was all wonderful. That is the story that we've been told and I choose to believe it. But I choose to believe there's nothing that's to be gained by looking back on our past and saying we were terrible people. I wasn't there. I'm not a terrible person. Amen. There are preachers that have stolen and lied and run off with the secretary, but I'm not one of them. And you're not, you're not, who, the, you're not who they say you are. So this is in conflict with Thanksgiving. Now, if, if they said it was Veterans Day or if they said it was Armistice Day or, or something like that, you might, you might take pause. But actually, you can see that they've relegated Thanksgiving to a very low position that they can take it like Columbus Day and just change it out for Indigenous People Day. Maybe we ought to do Indigenous People Day in addition to Columbus Day instead of th this. But this movement is taking ground and Christians are allowing it to happen. Not this is just the first I've heard about it. Uh, but we, we got to get past the pilgrims and the Indians anyway and make it a day of Thanksgiving. Yes. Make it a day where we stop everything like we do at Christmas. And even though that meaning is somewhat lost about the birth of Jesus, it's been commercialized and people hate it for that. It'll always be that way. It'll always be that the, that the sacred things, the holy days, the holidays, the holy, the holy days are going to be commercialized by whatever. Just take Easter. It's our most holy day, but it's anything but holy to most people, you know. So we don't even pay much attention to that. But we do need to remember as a church that we should be thankful all the time, even if the world can only come up with it on one day. Hallelujah. In, uh, turn with me, if you would, to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. I just want to spend a few minutes here. Uh, laying a little foundation about thanksgiving, about giving thanks. And then, and then we'll reconcile it in our own lives. You, you may be someone that's very grateful. You may have thought it's no big deal. But now reading about Timothy saying, in the end times, people will be unthankful. And everybody just put their hand over their mouth and got, no, not that. Not that. Not unthankful. Oh, my society has gone to the bottom if we are unthankful. That's not happening. But it should. So in Matthew chapter 15, in verse 36, it says, uh, And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks. There it is. He gave thanks. And he broke them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up this broken meat, which was seven left and was and that was set left seven baskets full. And they that did eat were four thousand men besides women and children. He gave thanks. Perhaps there's a key that's missing in all of our lives to some degree. 
great in some, small in others, where we go past what we need to the mechanics of how we get it and leave out this simple thing about giving thanks. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, let me just read that to you. It says, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps as Christians, we're quick to go to the victory verse. Woohoo! He always causes me to triumph. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But here he's careful to say, but thanks be to God. We should give thanks to God. Would you just lift your hands with me right now? And then we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all that you are, all that you've done, all you intend. We are grateful, Lord. We give thanks to you, our generous and benevolent Father. We give you thanks in the day of Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Amen. One time I, I wanted to write some uh, thank you cards. Because thank you cards are very secular and, you know, very shallow. So I found a verse in 1 Thessalonians 3, 9 that says, For what thanks can we render to God again for you? I, I think that is so powerful. For what thanks can we render to God again for you? For all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God. Thanking our one another for just being who we are. There's faith in all of us. We're not just people that gathered up. We're not just a crowd on a bus or on a train or loading up, you know. Uh, all y'all with the B pass can board now. We're not those people. If anything would keep us segregated from the world, it's that we are a people of thanks. That we know where our life comes from. I'm going to read that again. For what thanks can we render to God again for you? He said, we're exhausted. We're, we're, we're spent. We've, we've looked, we've thanked you and got, thank God for you in every way we know. What could we thank God to, uh, what, what thanks can we render to God again for you? We should be thankful for each other. And I am so thankful for y'all. Hebrews 13, 15. Let's turn to that one. Hebrews 13, 15. As you can see, it's throughout the word. It's really big in the Old Testament. But they didn't have the Holy Ghost in the Old Testament. They didn't have him living on the inside. So they really had to uh, talk about it. Talk about God because it wasn't in them. They had to have it on, on them. But we have the spirit of thanks inside of us. We we were meant to be grateful. It's a transaction of faith. And look in verse 15 where it says, By him, speaking of the Lord, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Well, he talks about the sacrifice of praise. Or we could interchange that somewhat with the word thanks. The sacrifice of thanks. Because when we're praising someone, you can't separate that from thanks. 
we're thanking someone and we're praising them for what they've done or what they're doing in our lives. And he calls it a sacrifice. So I, I've been meditating this about the sacrifice of praise and that how how uninvolved many times I have been in my praise. Uh, they they said in McDonald's, you have people want it in a minute from when you order it. They they give you about a minute to put it together. And it is amazing what they put together in that little restaurant. And it's amazing how they mess up in that little restaurant. You know, you just cannot. You are, it's like a surprise meal. You gave them your eight dollars, but you don't know what you're having for lunch at all. It's you're going home and discover mystery meat or mystery meal. But on that same thing, we're, we want the speed. Well, sometimes we have a, a set time, like commercials are, are set according to attention span. And that's why services, church services, are just generally so long because people have been programmed to be able to only give focus for that many minutes. 20 to 27 minutes is all people can give. And after that, unless it's very, very engaging, they start wandering around in their mind. As you know, I pay little to no attention to that little factoid. Praise God. But, but we, we could be, we could not, we could miss giving thanks in such a way that it completely undid it, unended everything that we were in a hurry to go do and didn't have time to give thanks. So it's, it might be a priority. Uh, the word sacrifice there, it means in intensity. So we bring a sacrifice of praise in intensity. It also means quality. And then the dictionary said it means purity. So you got to stop to give thanks or to give praise. You have to stop and you have to actually focus on it instead of doing a drive by. Y'all know what a drive-by is. Hallelujah. So uh, the word says continually. The word says to pray without ceasing, doesn't it? So we're to be in an attitude of prayer, an attitude of, of commune. Uh, and then he talks about continually here that we're always thankful, that it's on our lips. Thank you, Lord, for this, and thank you, Lord, for that. Uh, I've read that story about Keith Moore. At one time, he said, Lord, I'm going to go through the whole day without any anointing. And he said he almost died the whole day because the Lord let him experience without the anointing. How 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 rough it would be for us if we had to spend a day uh, in that. So here's my point. I believe that thanks is a part of faith. Thanks is a big part of thank of faith. Uh, it acknowledges that something's happening. It's saying, thank you, Lord, that something is happening in my life. And it also goes back and acknowledges what we were or how it was before something started happening. So there's a contrast there between until you got involved, Lord, until I got in faith, until I started thanking you for what you were doing by faith. It was really rough, but Lord, I'm thanking you that it's changed. It's turned over. But there's a, a, a saying that went around for a while, and I wrote it down. Gratitude makes what you have be enough. Gratitude makes what you have be enough. 
Well, how can that be? I mean, really, are you going to have more if you're thankful for it? Yes, you will. We know in Mark eleven twenty four, the Lord Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray, what things soever ye desire when you pray, as you're praying, believe that ye receive them. Believe that ye receive what things soever ye desire. Believe ye receive them. And then he said, and ye shall have them. Ye shall have them. So faith is able to take the time out of it, take the time lapse of when we prayed and when we have it and just ignore the time lapse and believe and act like it's already happened. That there's not 60 days or 100 days or whatever, that it's happened when I believed I received when I prayed. And therefore, you could say, I possess it. It's mine. I have it. I've got the title deed. I've got the confidence. I've got the conviction. I've got the insurance that what I believed I received when I prayed because I desired it. I, I checked in with his will. We, we can see that in first John that I believe I receive it. Ye shall have it. So thanks. If we only thank God when we have it, then it would be an indication that we weren't in faith. It was just something we desired and, you know, lots of things we desire that we don't get in faith about that come. Don't they? Yes. But we don't thank God for them because they're just ordinary. They might have happened, but they might not have happened. But it's not really relevant to the impact of our life. It's just something we would rather it to go this way or that. But when you're in faith, thanks takes the time lapse out and it brings the confidence that what I started, he will finish. I started it with having a desire and going to prayer. In other words, connecting to God, not just whimsically going down the road saying whatever. But I connected to God in some measure and that I enunciated. I agreed with heaven. I agreed with heaven. It is your will for me to have this, to do this, to be this. And I agree with you. And now I give you thanks that I can consider it done and I will operate my life from this point forward as if it has already happened. So that makes thanks a very integral part of faith. Matter of fact, you could make a case that if you hadn't thanked God for what you believed you received when you prayed, you hadn't really started the faith process. You're just waiting like everybody. You're in hope, but faith believes it receives it. Faith attaches it. And as a matter of fact, uh, what we say is, is that if you're waiting for something to happen that you've believed God for before you take the second step, the step that when that happens, I'm going to do this, then actually you may not be in faith because if you've already received it, you already start the second process without waiting on the evidence of the eyes. The fact you just say, ah, I got that. Let's let's go ahead and do the thing by the house or, or what, whatever. So I wrote down, you have them when you have them. And so by and large, you, you don't have them if you don't have them. Faith says I have them. And therefore, faith is equal to reality. Now, that's a hard thing for faith people to get around. It's like I don't have it until I have it. Well, we say you have it when you have it in here. When you have it in here, you have it. Well, I'm just waiting on the promises or I'm just waiting on the, here's what they say. 
we're waiting on the manifestation. And it's code for, we ain't got a clue what's going to happen. I'm waiting on the manifestation. That's not in the word. That's not, that's not, it's, it's, it's natural. It's worldly. It's humanly to just say, I'm waiting on what I can see. Well, yeah, we're all doing that. We're all doing that. But if you want to say, I'm going to give thanks for what I don't see, but what I have, then I, I have it when I have it. You can go there by faith. You can go to faith by kicking out the time lapse that says, I'll have it when I see that I have it. When it comes, I will have it. No, I have it. I have it. And so naturally, the evidence then of having it is giving thanks. I thank you, Lord. I got it. I got it. It's mine. I'm not waiting. I'm not uh, 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 delaying. I'm, I have it. And it's such, faith is such a, a uh, strengthener. It just makes you where you don't have to sit around and say, has it come? Is it coming? Well, what about, oh, it doesn't look like it's coming because, you know, they, they changed the policy. Though it, it just takes all that out. You go, I got it. And however it comes, doesn't matter to me. Whoever has to handle it, whatever much time it takes, it doesn't matter because I already have it. And I'm moving on. Therefore, I'm giving thanks. Now, this is real powerful in our faith equation in our life. God really regards thanks. He really thinks it's special when we thank him. We all like to be thanked. It's in some personality types more than others. It's in mine. I'm very cognizant of people that I consider to be rude or uncaring or indifferent because they don't acknowledge what the Lord's done or what I'm doing towards them. And by not acknowledging that, I just mean that there's no appreciation, there's no thanks, there's no nod that says, wow, yeah. Now, that can be a flaw, and sometimes it has been for me. But I'm very careful in my own, I've, I've conditioned myself to be very careful to be thankful. It doesn't mean I always am, and you don't always know when you weren't thankful. Somebody was waiting on thanks, and you didn't, you didn't know what was going on, and you didn't give thanks because you didn't understand it. And so you can offend people that way. So it's a flaw if you go too far with it, if you, if you X them off. <laughs> They didn't thank me, so I'm done with them. You can't do that. But on the other hand, there's no doubt we all have an emotional realm that is encouraged to do something again for someone that has thanked us. And we, we, we may, uh, when I give offerings to other ministries or whatever, of course, if you give to the big guys, it doesn't necessarily go through their machine. But if you send somebody that's a little missionary overseas or something, and you get nothing back. I mean, just naturally speaking, it hurts their cause the next time it comes around because they're eating every month. So they, they didn't want to just get the one check. Do you understand what I mean? It's real powerful, spiritually speaking, but even naturally speaking, it's real powerful to be thankful. It's just so powerful. And of course, you can gush, you can go overboard, you can just whatever, overdo, and we don't like that. Uh, when you give thanks, 
for things that are not seen. You're really believing for, well, I, I wrote it down here. So uh, if, you, if you ask according to, or if you set your faith according to what you can see or touch, you're asking according to you can uh, ask or think. I'm looking at Ephesians 3.20. If you just, if you just give thanks for what's seen, you, you're asking according to what you can ask or think. But if you can give thanks for the things of faith where you don't see them, matter of fact, it looks pretty impossible. We sang a song this morning about all things are possible. It's real powerful. And, and I don't want to touch that song, but I will acknowledge, I, will, I do want us all to acknowledge that nothing's impossible to God because he's God. The impossibility is with me. So when he says all things are possible for him, I mean, I'm trying to be impressed, but he's God. He made the whole thing. He, 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 he absolutely set every law in. But what's impressive, if he says, all things are possible with you, Michael. Right. All things are possible with you. Oh, now I'm impressed. I'm not taken away from him, of course. Right. But it's like when people say, God can do anything he wants. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like he's God. The United States can print as much money as they want. Well, yeah, that, who's impressed by that? But when he says uh, that nothing is impossible to him who believes, then it ratchets me up. So I start thanking him for things that aren't seen. They're not even on the radar. I thank him for a good life. I thank him for friends. I thank him for my way being clear. I thank him for making the tornado and the squall line and the, and the, the circular wind go up and over Columbus, Mississippi and all of West Alabama. We used to didn't care about Columbus, Mississippi, but now, now it's like that's a holy city and we have to lift that up. <laughs> so it's exceeding abundantly more than you could ask or imagine when you give thanks for the unseen. That's where I'm really going. It's exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think when you give thanks for the unseen. Because anybody is giving thanks for what they're holding or they're driving or they're spending. That's not going to take much to do. So I wrote down about the sacrifice of praise. That you lay down your life in thanks and praise. In other words, you just stop instead of pursuing what you need or want. You stop and take out of that pursuit and stop. And just thank and praise him. Equal to what he's doing. You know, when you give someone a thousand dollars, you're thinking more than just like, just a side remark or like whatever. Glad, glad you gave. You want a little more emotion in it. It saved me. <laughs> it, it helped me a lot or whatever. And this is all carnal. I know that. But when you go back to God, if you just... And we are acknowledging that we have a, a blessed life in the Lord Jesus, of course. But he still likes to be praised. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. That, that, the, 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 what is it? The living creatures that, that sit before him day and night and that's all they say. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. 
I, the Lord was in charge of that. He's the one that set that whole little thing up about the, the, the four living creatures and the angels that go around the throne day and night. And, and so he, he, he wrote the script for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. He likes that. It works for him and it works for us. And it's not like we're patronizing him, like saying, whatever. How many times do you want me to say it, Lord? I'll say it. It's not that at all. It's that we get our heart right and say, I was a, a filthy rags, but now I'm the righteousness of God in him. And I'm so thankful. I, I was a wretch, but now I've been delivered and set free. So uh, a sacrifice of praise I, I wrote down is when you lay down your life in, in, in praise and thanks and you pick up the whole kingdom because everything that he wants us to have has been delivered to us by the Lord Jesus and thanks is the faith connection that brings it into our life. If we don't have time, energy or inertia to bring a proper thanks, a proper praise, a sacrifice of praise, then perhaps we're limiting how much we can access because we're in pursuit. Everybody knows that if you want to uh, prosper in the kingdom, you're going to have to bring a tithe, a, a, a lordship of Jesus. You can't say, but if I have more, if I give away money, I won't have as much money. Everybody knows that's contrary. Same thing with the Sabbath. Well, I'm working seven days a week because I got a lot to do. I remember Dr. Cho saying, I got a really busy day today. I should pray five hours. You go, what? Yeah, it'll take a lot of prayer today to get through my day. I got so much. You go, that's, oh, we lay down our life in one dimension and pick it up in another. We pick up, lay down our life in thanks, praise and thanks, and we pick it up. Everything is delivered to us. Oh, my. That makes thanks really important. And that's why he said in the end days, perilous times will come and men will be unthankful. They'll be unable to access the kingdom in any way. So I wrote down thanks and gratitude should be equal to the blessing bestowed or the blessing desired. If you want something really that's going to change your life, uh, you know, a, a, a wife or a child or a. Uh, uh, your car paid for, just whatever people are believing for. You ought to spend some time and some heart, some heart getting in agreement with God. And that would require thanks. Everybody knows that we're in a day now of text messages. I'm old school. I text, but I'd rather talk. I, it's not even handy sometimes. And some people you don't want to talk to. It's like, just text them. Okay, I got that. You don't, you don't want to get them on your ear. But uh, many times the text is a cover for not really wanting to give thanks. Now, I'm not tooting my own horn, of course, but I, I, I do say I'm deliberate about giving thanks. And it works, if you can say works. It produces for me. I stop my life. I've got a list. You know, y'all know my list. I've got 90-something names on it. And I stop on everybody's birthday and I, I ask God, what do you want them to hear today? Because I've got my pen in my hand. I've got my little card in front of me. What do you want them to hear? Because here am I, send me. And so it's usually 
seemingly little. I remember uh, someone told me recently how the birthday card I sent to a 14-year-old had uh, got delayed and they didn't get it to her for a week. But she had a terrible, terrible week and had been told things by people that were special to her that she wasn't, wasn't much punk. Just, just over and over. I, you know, I, don't, I forget exactly what it was, but it was like, you're a lot of trouble and I'm, I'm tired of you doing this and tired to do that. Well, they, it was her birthday and my card came late, but it came on the day after. And in that card, I had said about how special she was and how much God loved her and how much God was going to use her. And I'm using that as an example is you, you might not know how powerful you are with your words or written words or a telephone or whatever. Sometimes text, it's not that you can't put heart into text. It's just that there's so much text that has no heart that it's many times just thrown into that same pile. Oh, it was a text. They did that because they didn't want to take time. They didn't want to take energy. I tell you, if you put a stamp on an envelope, you've invested. Right there, if you just say, hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle inside. You, you, their name with a stamp on it means something. I'm just, I'm just sharing personal things here because I know how powerful thanks is to me and to the Lord. So uh, when you connect with people with thanks, I believe, just find out for yourself, it puts two, put two puts 10,000 to flight. I believe when you connect with thanks and thank somebody or thank the Lord, you connect exponentially. And two is better than one. You know the word says that. And so when we come out of our busy week and we take a Sabbath or we come out of our pretty tight budget and we bring a tithe or a seed, we know that we're laying down our life in a way that's not handy there's a sacrifice to it, but it brings agreement with someone that's exponential and two puts 10,000 to flight. It's very, very powerful. Uh, I get a little, I, I subscribe to a little uh, uh, blog thing and I get this thing and, and sure enough, it's, it's called the art of manliness. I just love it. Sometimes it's how to skin a fish. Sometimes it's how to how to sharpen your pocket knife. Sometimes it's how to get warm socks into your big boots. You know, just stuff that guys like, I guess. But uh, the article this week was, graduate from the kindergarten class of gratitude. Graduate from the kindergarten class of gratitude. And I said, I'm gonna go into the first grade. I'm gonna go into the second grade. I'm gonna graduate from being a child uh, concerning Gratitude. So uh, my plan this morning is to, we want to take the Lord's table uh, and give him thanks. And perhaps, just go over it in your own heart, perhaps we don't receive more healing in communion, which is how the early church got all their healing. For 300 years it's noted that that's how they, they took communion. And they came into covenant agreement with God. There's a, there's a somberness, there's an agreement. And when you take the cup, when you take the body, the bread, you, you, for a moment there, it's like saying your vows at the altar to your spouse. You connect and you just affirm, this is who I am. This is what I have. 
And this is what I do in him. And so you lay down your life in one way and you take the, the, uh, the spilt blood, you take the broken body and you put that in your heart with thanks. I believe that we could see a lot more healings. I certainly am pursuing it myself. If we stopped and gave the same worth for what we're believing for back to him in thanks. So, Joy, would you come and let's, uh, let's minister to everybody this morning. Um, we're just going to leave the camera going, Barry. Here, let me, let me get the first piece. Got any jelly? <laughs> I know some people don't like to. It's got to be in hushed tones and, and everything. We, we go there by faith. The church I was raised in, well, they had a certain white cloth that was over it. And, and uh, it was like Marines at a funeral. The deacons came up and they whipped that white cloth in and laid it down in a certain way. And they, you know, and everything. Uh, it's not that. It's not liturgical. Uh, who was it the other day that told us that, oh, it was Pastor Avery. Pastor Avery. He takes communion. He, he's, he hadn't been sick in 41 or two years. And one time he, he had symptoms, so he said that he, he, his go-to is to go to communion. And all he had was pickle juice and some stale crackers. And he, he got the job done. So look at, look at what you're holding this morning. So let me, read the, let me read the scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians. Uh, there's lots of scriptures, but we, we'll go to this one this morning because it's talking about what we're talking about. It says, For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took, bre took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it. We looked at that scripture a while ago. He, he gave thanks and he broke it and he fed the thousands. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. That's pretty powerful. That's kind of committing everything. He's all in. He's all in. This do in remembrance of me. Remembrance of me always means something. Go back in your memory to something that happened before. So he's taking us back to the victory over sickness and disease and pain. He said, do this. You, you, I, I'm, not, I'm not on the cross. I'm not on the, the, the uh, pilot's pole, uh, post right now. But do see me for what I did and you'll have the benefit of what I did. He's saying, give thanks. That it's a reality. Give thanks for that which is a reality. Now, if something didn't happen, you know, if, uh, then we wouldn't give thanks for it. But this happened. So, Lord, we thank you for the broken body of the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we receive your body into our body. The life that it is is being transmitted into the life, all of our bodies right here. And, well, Lord, it's enough. It's enough. 
We, we don't need more or different or a, a, another dose. This is enough. And we do this in remembrance of you, but we give thanks that you did it and that it was enough. And so right now, Lord, we receive healing in our bodies. And right now, Lord, we receive healing. I receive healing in my body. I, I, it's not like someday, some way. Right now, I call healing into my body. We call healing into our bodies. We call it done. We have it. And we thank you, Lord, that we have it. It's done. It's finished. It's over. It happened. We do this in remembrance of it happening. And so we thank you for it in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's done. I receive victory over these conditions, these symptoms, these lies in my body. I receive dominion over them. I, I, I break their power by being in agreement with you. I call it done. Amen. You know, if there's a healing evangelist that was coming in and everybody knows he's got miracles and he he'll touch you or whatever. And, and it just happens. That's not as powerful as what we just did. So, Joy, can you minister the cup to us? I encourage everyone. Thank you, sir. I encourage you to receive at home. All the time. We, we've got, do we have some cups? Do we have some cups, Pam? No, don't go for them. Just, we do? We'll get you a handful of those. And we'll just order them out. Or you can go eat the last pickle and, and, drink, and just drink that old stuff. But nobody would say there was power in pickle juice. It's what you do with it. So the word says, after the same manner, also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This cup is the New Testament, the new covenant. Same word. In my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So he's given thanks. And he says, assign value, assign worth. Assign value and worth to what you're doing. It's not drinking a cup. It's not eating a bite of bread or a cracker. Take value. We only do this physically because it's such, a, it's such an imprint on our mind that we can agree spirit, soul, and body because we see the cup. That's why we lay hands on the sick many times. That's why we uh, 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 anoint with oil. It's because... It is what people receive it to be. It is what you receive it to be. So two people sitting there with the same condition, the same need. One received it for what it was and one just said, well, I think I'll drink what he's having. I'll, I'll do what he's doing. It just it, it's what we do with it. So, Lord, we thank you for the broken body of Jesus and the spilt blood. And Lord, every drop was holy and saved us from everything. So we receive what you did. We do this in remembrance of you. And we thank you, Lord, we're reconciled by this blood. We're reconciled to heaven. 
We're reconciled to each other. We're reconciled. We're, we're made new and fresh as if we had never sinned. We are free. We take this in remembrance of you in Jesus' name. Amen. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's the light in the darkness. He's the promise keeper. I think I got those out of order, but. Amen. Amen. He's more than enough. He's more than enough. Well, amen. Well, God bless you. Be healed and be made whole. Be full and supplied. Be blessed to be a blessing. Proclaim your victory and you'll see it. Just proclaim it. I got dominion over sin. I got, it doesn't matter what I did last week, last month, last year. I got dominion over that. I'm free as if I'd never sinned and be healed. We must, what Garland said this morning, that was so powerful, that word, that we've got to be demonstrators. I mean, he didn't say that word, but it's not what we know. It's what we know to do. Amen. So I bless you in Jesus name all over the world. We call you blessed. The word is your answer. The word is always your answer and there is no other answer. Love the word. Fall in love with the word and desire to be moved in the spirit and you will have days of heaven on earth. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.